This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Have a seat. There are many things for us to discuss. Yay, it is I, Christoph the White. I was white before, I'm also now still white. Uh, You might think that that garners me some kind of privilege. Perhaps. But be it not hither nor thither, for carpooling has been away we've done battle with the balrog of christmas and having a lot of stuff to do and man you guys don't pay us for this so (laughs) i've got other you know that kind of balrog generally speaking yeah Yeah. but now it took us all the way up to the top of the misty mountains where we did clash and we were we were gone for a time but we've returned now and we've forgotten our names and yeah. we got a new costume. Uh-huh. Shadow I, I, I've Shadow got... Flax. I grew legs. <laughs> oh. You shut up, Jamie. <laughs> Listen, Boston Dynamics. Listen. Here. Do not do not give Jamie legs. <laughs> if Jamie shows up with legs, which I'm going to say, seeing as though now he has zero articulating parts would be very hard for him to somehow assemble himself legs. If that does happen and I only have one bullet, I will use it on myself. I don't yeah, I fair. do not want to be a battery. Leave me in that hell. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Hunter, so fitting that you should say leave me in that hell. We'll get to that. Carl Pooling family, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the dulcet tones of my voice and welcome back to our general presence. It's been far too long. And far too many things have happened, as you know by heart, that this is an audio experience wherein Hunter and I will discuss art, religion, politics, and culture, uh, anything that might be controversial, and we'll do it in such a way that you will be fired. Now, I recently today returned to an office for the first time in many, many moons, And just like I would do if I was working from home, I plugged my laptop in and I I had my my information cascading to the monitors, you know, the three monitors that I had at my desk. And I logged Mm -hmm. into Discord and just started getting the text messages that I typically get through Discord. And then I turn around and realize, oh, my Lord in heaven, there's other people here that might read this. (laughs) So I I was viscerally reminded what it's like to get fired for the things that you say today um, <laughs> which is great it really i hope it adds another layer of realism to the show as we all awake from this this uh, mild coma called covid but yeah as i was saying hunter so fitting that you should say leave me in this hell because even if currently and we have no proof of this we're not all plugged in by the spine to a giant uh, let's call it some type of 
steel pomegranate of of metal fury where we mm. power the robots in their eternal quest to I don't know what what do robots want to do Careful. have more sure. teraflops <laughs> What'd you I'm say Jamie sure. Careful Oh Ooh. oh uh, careful what are you going to do overheat <laughs> I, I might <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly uh, the first thing AI does is it tries to make a million pencils. So I'm pretty sure that's what they use our bodies as for. Is, is that a reference to, to something? Uh, there was this, maybe a couple of years ago, there was this like, the, how could AI go wrong? And then a very popular theory that would be written about in articles was that an AI would make pencils. And then it would see at some point in that process that humans were limiting its potential in creating pencils and it would oh, kill all of us to do right. that well just any yeah. task if you if you ask any task. AI to maximize it it's gonna kill the humans eventually yeah exactly asimov yeah. you're ahead of your time my friend uh but it need not be the mechanical menace that does in humanity for we find ourselves in a in a hell world all the same uh, mm. without any of their help we've managed to make me wish for annihilation Yet again, be it Armageddon or Ragnarok or even a long silver-haired one-winged angel casting Meteor and us failing to find the holy materia in time and meeting wow. our doom. Uh, wow. Any end. That's beautiful. Will, will suffice. And after we go through all the headlines, I think you too will join me on Team Meteor. But just <laughs> as a as a picture of what is to come this is the carl pooling welcome back supersode we're going to do every every headline we missed while we were away so buckle up you buttercup and uh prepare we're gonna have yeah. a great time before we get into that do you think john wick is like the prequels to the matrix and if hmm. so hmm how no <laughs> yes. okay Unless he, like, forgot seen... every good thing he did. But why would he have to download karate if he could... Oh, if he was already Wick, Wickified? If he was already John Wick. Okay, so maybe The Matrix is the prequel to John Wick. I like it better. If I Morpheus like better. knew that he was John Wick, he would just upload dog.png, dogdeath.png, <laughs> and the yeah, problem would that be would work. short-lived. Yeah. I would find the architect in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, you know what's awesome about about what's his bucket? What's the guy Keanu Reeves? Keanu just Reeves. Yeah. First of all, Neo. <laughs> Neo. No, Jamie. Back. As you know him, Jamie Neo. But <laughs> he, believe it or not, he's a human. Something you know very little about. Not only is he one of the wholesome celebrities who does the mm. the hand seven feet away from a female anytime he takes a picture with them, like right. he does. He hovers them at like ear level on their over their shoulder <laughs> whatever you take mm. which i just find so so desirably uh desirable and and funny and mm. wonderful but also keanu reeves made the wachowski brothers so much money that they lost their minds and chopped their <laughs> off have you ever yeah, made somebody he... else so rich <laughs> that they cut their genitalia off that's crazy that's, that's crazy. That's money, baby. <laughs> that's that. Wait. Now that's pod racing. Donald um, Trump's never done that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that we know of. 
that we yeah, know that, of. He, that we know of. He could have paid them to be quiet. We don't know. <laughs> you know. It look um, it's, it's possible. It wouldn't be the first time. I cannot think of the porn star that came out and talked about their tour to Stormy while he was Stormy Daniels. And you know what I was thinking was like, uh, oh shoot, what's now? I can't remember the other. Who's the country music? Dolly Parton. And I was like, I cannot. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep. Yep. Where are we going? Where where are we we headed, homie? I kept trying to remember who Stormy Daniels was. Oh, and you kept and I kept saying the name Dolly Parton in my head. I was like, I know that's wrong. I really know it's wrong, but I can't stop thinking it. Oh, so you know. Anyway, Stormy Daniels. That was a wild ride. Michael Avenatti. Remember the good days when Trump was president? All right. You know what's crazy? Barely, honestly, Mm. but. Mm. Now it's all just inflation. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, there's more inflation here than the co-pilot and airplane. There's so <laughs> much inflation; it's it's ridiculous. Uh, there's a great quote too. This isn't this isn't on our on our uh, show notes here, but but Biden just did like a press conference and he said, "Man, people are really hurting, and I understand why they're upset." And I was just yeah. like, "Wow." That came Thank out of your you. mouth. That's crazy. But crazy yeah, the, the good old times with Trump. Michael Avenatti is a part of a, an integral part of this fascinating documentary about how evil Pepsi is. It's on Netflix, I think. You should go. You should go watch it, and then drink a Coca Cola. Huh. Because goodbye Pepsi sponsorship. Garbage. <laughs> yeah, one that I wouldn't have accepted. No, I, mm. Look, I don't think Michael Avenatti is going to sponsor the show from prison. But you know what? We could pretend like he did. <laughs> Hunter, let's do a, a just a sample ad read for Michael Avenatti while he's in prison. Right. Let me let me work on that. Today's okay. roadkill is brought to you by Michael Avenatti. <laughs> hey, hey, are you completely retarded? Do you want to hire one of the worst lawyers of all time? Do you have a severe type of autism that makes you want to both throw all your money away and put yourself in legal hot water that was far worse than when you began call michael avenatti the only lawyer who tries to extort his clients and apparently loves trying to embezzle money from pepsi uh based on one documentary i watched one time uh also he he has apparently seen a picture of donald trump's michael avenatti are you retarded for the record i meant from pepsi I know what you meant. Good God. Explaining the joke. How do you... I don't know. Let me get out my JavaScript and try and explain humor to the computer. Yeah. Holy uh, crap. C-sharp. Am I right? You are dense. What's up with... You're dense, and I'm not talking about transistor density on your die, okay? Oh, my God. This is, Lord. This is something. Um, Michael well, Avenatti. Since... Why? Why? No, God, why? Call today. <laughs> Call today. Well, who do you call? Nine one one. Just ask him to connect you because he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life. <laughs> All right. While you're trying to clean the Michael Avenatti off your fender, let's go to the roadkill. <laughs> okay. um, so this is going to be great. This is for you, Christopher. Uh, I, just 
Do you just, have a bunch of Michael Avenatti stuck to your front fender? What you need is OxyClean. OxyClean has the only proven formula to remove Michael Avenatti's sweaty, grimy skin from any surface that he might have struck recently. Do you have... Did you, were you running down the road and a whole Michael Avenatti hit your windshield? You're going to want to take off the cap to your windshield wiper fluid and fill it up with OxyClean to power through that tough, stuck-on Avenatti. <laughs> Where are we? Where have we gone? <laughs> no, I just hate Michael Avenatti. Is Alex I'm... Jones the new host for Oxyclean? No, Mays it's is, Billy Mays. Billy Mays is like Alex Jones' third cousin or something. You can see it. If if Alex Jones took a shower and put in some Just for Men black Fair. hair and beard dye, that's, that's Fair. Billy Mays. Fair. All right. So here's the roadkill. John Fetterman's wife says that after he checked into the hospital for severe depression, she fled the country with her kids and went ziplining. That that's a real Twitter thread that you can go look. She What's went to her Canada, name, like Giselle or something. Yeah, Giselle. She went to Canada with her kids. Wait, we talked minute. about. Okay, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Yeah, Nobody flees to Canada. <laughs> Giselle does. Giselle's like, I've had enough <laughs> that's, of America. That's called a vacation, you moron. Exactly. You, exactly. you flee well, okay. to Zimbabwe. You flee to the Cayman Islands. You don't flee like seven feet. Uh, wait, wh he's in Pennsylvania. That's like three hours in the car. Yeah. That's not fleeing. That's yeah. visiting your grandparents or something. Dumb. All right, okay, sorry, but who ziplines in Canada? I don't know. Giselle. That's, Giselle. I mean, like... Look, if you're in Canada, there's only seven things to do. Hunter, what are they? Uh, zip lining. Right. There's curling. Right. Hockey. Yes. Ice skating. Yes. Snow skiing. Yep. Cross country skiing. And getting so drunk that you cannot tie your shoes. The seven that things to do in Canada. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Calling that fleeing the country is pretty pretty bold, Giselle. Yeah. Um. Here, so get this: her husband is checked in for depression uh, because he had a massive stroke. So she takes the kids and they go zip lining. And Giselle tweets this about uh, their trip: "We did some scary things, but we did them together. We zip lined over Niagara Falls, and August got stuck. We talked about flexibility and the need to always have an open heart and an open mind." And Excuse me, honey. Potentially open brain surgery for your husband <laughs> who exactly. no longer receives the proper amount of oxygen. Yeah. We also talked about how joy and fun can and must still exist, even when someone we love is in pain. And tomorrow, who knows? We'll try all over again. That is dark. I mean, I don't know if you remember much from the election here. That woman is pure unadulterated evil. I mean, that woman sucks so hard. She was yeah. obviously forcing this guy to run. And and also it was really weird how he checked himself in for depression because obviously maybe because you're married to Giselle, but then a bunch of the media and a bunch of the other politicians just instantly come out and they're like, "Oh, well maybe Giselle's just take a spot for yeah. for governor." It's like, "Well, uh have you ever read any law ever one time? Because guess what? You're not the first person who thought of this. Also, mm. it's so it's it's so creepy that she's forcing him to run, forcing him to run, forcing him to run. Now he gets shuffled off to the hospital. And she's like, oh, well, maybe I'll do the job. But also, if your husband's depressed, 
Um, maybe not the best time to take the kids ziplining and get out of town. Like, maybe you should be there for him or be supportive. But, of course, you are just trying to drain him like a vampire. Like a weird, mm. a weird political vampire. Pennsylvanian vampire. Oh, God. That we've all what read so much about. a horrible person. And then yeah. to wax rhapsodical about how you've gone through hard things. Uh, <clears throat> you were ziplining. It, it's it's very weird because it, it in reading it, it almost sounds like in some ways that she is accepting the fact that her husband is gone. Like it's it's dark. She wants it, him it, to some, be gone. She has since he ran. Yeah, it's it's very strange, and I mean, a lot of what what I was hearing through news is that the main reason John Fetterman is in for depression is because, you know, there's some critical time when you have a stroke for you to recover. And he missed out on that because he was in the campaign and because he's been doing the, he's been trying to join in with the Senate. And so he's lost cognitive function that he could have regained. Yeah. And so it's probably also because every time he goes to sleep, Giselle just very loosely starts choking him until he isn't getting the proper oxygen flow. And then he wakes back up. How does he get those strokes? But (laughs) but anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's sad. It's really, really sad. And it doesn't I mean, if I was in that space, I don't think it would make me feel any better to know that my kids were literally out of state much less the country doing something fun like Especially i would want them there a, a evil witch like giselle yeah exactly it's like yeah a horror Pro- movie. Hope- <laughs> but yeah anyway there you go that's the roadkill good gosh you're welcome makes michael avenatti seem downright decent by comparison it does it really does are you He's trying to get giselle fetterman out of the grill of your <laughs> chevy Listen, you're going to want to use fire and holy water. <laughs> I'm Billy Morris. <laughs> or I've got Michael Avenatti's teeth in a sponge. That should do the trick. <laughs> I'm not saying it'll get everything out. Listen. But it's definitely better than whatever you're going to try. That level of crest white strip buildup is the only thing abrasive enough to really get the demon woman out of your, out of your Silverado grill. Oh boy, everyone just got fired again. <laughs> We're Listen, doing a great job today. Short walk, even shorter pier. Michael because Michael Avenatti's not allowed out on the block <laughs> to Michael Avenatti. And then long walk, slightly shorter than long walk pier, Giselle, because I want her to be exhausted when she drowns. Nice. <sighs> terrible, terrible people. Also, if you're a conservative listening. Uh, just remember that you decided to back Donald Trump and run a candidate that lost to lost to a retarded man and his murderous wife. So, allegedly. Alleged by me, but still allegedly. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, that's crazy. Uh, I'll just do what the news say. Uh, I'll, do, I'll be a... Are you ready, Hunter? This is my sellout yeah, moment. This is when I become a corporate news outlet. Some say murderous wife. Some say murderous wife. Experts consider. (laughs) I'm I'm downloading that technology now. Yeah, for real. Biden's PR department. I mean, mainstream news. So, (laughs) all right, Hunter. Let's thank you for that, Roadkill, first of all. I got Um, you covered, buddy. Let's look. There's a million headlines. 
and we're just going to have to get started here. First off, mm-hmm. Chinese spy balloons. Mm. Give us a quick recap of the spy balloon debacle. There was a balloon with a camera in it over American nuclear sites, and we just let it go over the whole thing. Just go over all of them. And then when it got to the Atlantic Ocean, we were like, maybe we should shoot it down now. And that is what happened with the spy balloon. If you've been living under a rock, that is enough to catch you up for sure. Yep. Um, also, it had apparently some some close range tech that enabled it to that enabled it to listen to radio broadcasts or or transmissions oh. near near field transmissions. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but in theory, it could actually spy on some of our aircraft as they were making and receiving transmissions locally. And, that uh, is news to me. We just kind of let it chill. Yeah, eventually we recovered it in the. The Pacific Ocean, or the Atlantic Ocean, rather. Yeah. Here's my favorite part of the story, though. Uh, everyone was like, uh, dude, why don't you shoot the balloon down? And the answer is that President Biden and his administration is obviously enthralled to the Chinese. More on that later, because it's just going to get wacky and wild up in here. But mm. uh, basically, everything that this administration does has to be okayed. Have you read the story in the Bible about Lot? Uh, not Lot. Um, Job. Remember the story of Job, Hunter? Yeah. You know at the beginning how like Sa- Satan comes up to God. He's like, got a whole lot of servants down there. Would be awful be if something shame. bad were <laughs> to happen to him. And then he's like, well, have you thought about Job? And Satan's like, give me, give me, give me, please. Let me have Job. Please, please, please. We yeah. are Satan and China is Yahweh. <laughs> we we everything we this administration wants to do, the Biden administration is like, Can I can I shoot down the spy balloon? And Xi Jinping is like, No. <laughs> He's like, But I look like an idiot. And Xi Jinping is like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like if yeah. We, we just uh, bend over and take it from the Chinese religiously at this point. But the mm. funny part is Biden looked like a fool because he wasn't defending his own airspace and he had to give some limp-wristed excuse like he didn't want debris to fall on other parts of, you know, a school or something. Not yeah. that he gives a crap about education in this country. Look at the numbers. But mm. then <laughs> in the aftermath of that, he's like, yeah, no, we we take a zero tolerance policy. So NORAD turned up its its sensitivity on its, its uh, detection, foreign object detection. And over the next two weeks everything was aliens and we we mobilized like four sorties by jets american fighter jets launching sidewinder missiles at different unidentified objects in the sky and like biden was like i'm never gonna apologize for shooting stuff down i mean after the chinese tell me it's okay (laughs) after that i'll never apologize for protecting american airspace never dark brandon hashtag aviators but then it turns out that one of the balloons that we spent like in a million dollars a million dollars on a sidewinder missile and a fighter jet sortie on was like 
the North Ohio's Aviation Club and Weather Service. <laughs> like, it was just these Is hobbies. that for real? That's 100% for real. Now, they can't be sure, and the news story kind of got swept up. But basically, oh, they dude. it was an amateur aviation group that like had launched a balloon with some sensor technology on it, and they lost sight of it precisely at the same time. Like, they lost communication with it precisely when the Air Force announced that they had shot down another balloon. That's amazing. It's such that a is joke. amazing. Dark Brandon. Dark Brandon shooting down balloons <sighs> from our civilians. No amateur aviators are going to succeed in these skies. The Chinese told me it was okay to. I I love the idea that there's like a little kid playing with like, you know, a 3-inch drone in his backyard <laughs> and all of a sudden it's just <laughs> fire and death and <laughs> it's like the Blue Angels have been deployed. <laughs> and then it says, like, Joe Biden, I approve this message. <laughs> Listen. Like, I, that's a good ad. I can I'd tell why people him. are upset, okay? I, I've been blowing up a bunch of a bunch of children's toys and paper airplanes. It's a dark time. I can tell why people's upset. Um, while yeah. we're ragging on Biden, can I just mention that he said this? You know, I'm not I, – I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Well, agree to disagree, Joe Biden. <laughs> but thank you for giving me my favorite clip on my soundboard. What a good boy. He didn't have to do that for us. He didn't have it to. Is, but that did. is so sweet of him. I didn't know I was getting a Valentine's Day present this year, but turns out Joe Biden is my sweetheart. That's so <laughs> kind of him. Can I tell you, I've listened to this clip like 75 times on her. And what yeah. what is so funny about it to me is, and I'll play it again for you here. He starts to say, I'm stupid. And then changes it to, I'm a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Listen. You know, I'm not, I I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Sorry, I mean, he starts to say, I'm not smart. Listen, listen, one more time. You know, I'm not, I I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. He absolutely (laughs) puts the M on the back of his S there. He was trying to say, like, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed or something, but I'm not an idiot. But then he changes it to, I might be a white boy. One more time. You know, I'm not. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Okay, well, Ow. we're never gonna Ow. see eye to eye about everything, Joe. Oh man, oh man, it's we're we don't deserve this. We we do, you know this is this is too much. You know, it's it's such a gift. It is. It's such Beautiful. a gift. All right, enough said about Chinese spy balloons. Um, basically. Mm. The upshot is we still don't have evidence of aliens and Joe Biden's an idiot. Fair enough. Check. Okay. Uh, let's take a let's take a free space here. The best ever episode of South Park just came out. And oh my gosh. It's great. Hunter, give us a rundown. So if you guys have, have you heard of Prince Harry? Yeah, me neither. Boom. He hates it when you say no. He hates it when you say no, so make sure you say it. He and his wife, Meghan Merkel, I'm pretty sure I said her name wrong, but that's okay. That's between me and her. Um, so <laughs> so they, they, South Park put out this episode where the prince and princess of Canada, which was mocking Harry and Meghan, um, they, they are basically going on a worldwide privacy tour. And demanding that everybody leave them alone, that they want their privacy. They wrote this book called Wah, which is making fun of uh, Prince Harry's book, Spare, which was just 
one of the most weirdest, obnoxious things that has ever happened. Is and it, Hunter, there's is this, it true that he talks about having frostbite on his penis? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he talked... It's such a weird... How does that go, come was, up? I, I don't know. He, so like That was a double entendre. Just... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. This... Prince Harry is just a weird person, and he has done a lot of drugs and is obviously a troubled individual. And in Spare, he talks about all that, plus the dirt on the royal family. Um, he's now like the most successful author in the world next to J.K. Rowling or something ridiculous like that. So, And God. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, book yeah. called okay. The Bible. Have you heard of it? <laughs> God, Harry Potter, Spare. Like that's that's the world we live in. Thank you very much. So it's kind of disgusting, actually. Kind of disgusting. But what's great is they got absolutely roasted on South Park because they're so vapid and fake, right? And they pretend to be victims, yet they have more money than most of us will see in our entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. And they continue to try and tell us that they're oppressed, that the royal family just was rude and racist to Megan, and it's like, you know what? That's crazy. Like, it just seems crazy when there's so many other people in the world hurting that have real problems and don't get to go sit on Oprah and bemoan about it to everyone else who don't get Netflix deals, who are really, really actually struggling, who probably have more interesting stories to tell. But because it's Prince Harry and it's a name that they could sell and it's a B-list actress like Meghan Markle, you know, then we're going to just spend loads and loads of money. And so thank you very much, uh south park for taking them down a peg that's yeah. all i have to say the, and there's this there's this element at the end of the episode where they yeah. prince harry like has this awakening moment and he realizes that he should be a real person instead of this vapid identity that's been uh created for him and this victim role that he's filling and he tries to get megan to agree with him he's like hello is anybody in there hello and he opens up megan's mouth and shouts hello into her and she echoes <laughs> because she's hollow and it is yeah it is just unbelievably good satire um so what can good. we say megan and harry are the frostbite on the tip of the penis of our hell world so wish I them didn't like that at all well i'm like... sure i'm sure he didn't either um that's all i really care about all right let's uh okay let's Sad. let's take a, a chunkier story here hunter that we've missed yeah. east palestine good lord dude there's a lot to say about old east palestine so here's the basic rundown We learned that a bearing in underneath mm -hmm. a train, uh, a freight train carrying a load of very toxic, very volatile vinyl chloride, overheated and ignited, causing a train to derail in East Palestine, Ohio. And let me say, it couldn't have happened to a better state. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh no! I'm just kidding. I'm not. I don't wish vinyl chloride burns on any state, even Ohio. But of course, nice. if I did had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it would be California. And if I had to pick a second one, it would be New York. But right after that, it would be Ohio. Probably not nice. East Palestine, though. It would just be in the middle of nowhere where no one could get hurt, uh, mm. other than probably like one specific type of endangered squirrel that would make an activist group really angry. That'd be my dream <laughs> scenario. Yeah. Uh, because we don't need That's more beautiful. squirrels. Uh, hi. It's 2023. 
My name's Chris Carl. We don't need any more squirrels. We're done. We're done. We're, We're done. done. They keep they keep doing their fuzzy little reproduction thing, and we don't mm-hmm. need it anymore. I like might not be a popular opinion, but it's mine. No more squirrels. Did you we know don't that, need them. Did you know there's more rats in New York City than there are people? I always like to remember that. It's just like if you're in a room with like 50 people, it's like, oh, there's more rats in this room than there are us. It's not cool to call them liberals and dehumanize, <laughs> or to call liberals rats and dehumanize them all at the same time. You know, but you just don't know. No, you're totally you know? right. There's definitely more of them. Um, there's so many of them. Man, write a book about it. Okay, so where were we? No more squirrels, right. East right. Palestine. East Palestine. Yeah, okay, Ilhan Omar, take five over there. We pronounce it Palestine over here, okay, you racist? My mistake. Yeah, East Palestine sounds like it's wearing a funny hat. It's East Palestine, (laughs) it's American, Hunter. Okay. And everybody knows that now since it's been in the news cycle. (laughs) What if the people from there are like, "Uh, we just call it East Palestine, (laughs) and the news is like, that's not going to test so well. Try Palestine. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to make yourself seem sympathetic, okay? Yeah, you remember those books from your youth, the Palestine Bears? What's that effect called? Um, uh, no clue. Oh, you know what I'm talking Mandela. about, though, right? Oh, the Mandela effect. Yeah, if you can't remember if it's the Berenstain or the Berenstein Bears. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? No, that's news. That's news. That's new news for me, Bucko. Hunter, what rock specifically have you been located under? <laughs> Never mind. You know, one I, of them. I'm going to come over there and pay your internet bill. <laughs> it was a volcanic, I'm pretty sure. Could have been sedimentary. I don't know. Super villain stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, nice. anyway, East Palestine, mm. uh, they the train derailed after it overheated, spilling a bunch of extremely toxic vinyl chloride which is a precursor for a lot of consumer and industrial goods. And the the EPA decided that it would be best to simply ignite... Nuke. Nuke. Oh. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> and look, it couldn't have happened to a better state. No, it couldn't have happened to a better state. If they have an AR-15 there, apparently that's Joe Biden's plan. Hey, yeah. man, shoot from the shoulder. Then I'm going to nuke you from my, my office chair. Um but we're, we're the EPA decided to burn it off, and since then it's kind of been really actually kind of gross A and mess. kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, like there's been videos of of sludge coming in the river and just thousands of fish just floating downstream dead, and the birds dying right out of the air. Dogs living with cats. It's pure pandemonium in East mm. Palestine. And, you know, obviously the residents there are very wary about can they drink the water? Can they breathe the air? What happened to their homes? You know, and even mm-hmm. if nothing nothing specifically bad happens, I mean, no one's going to buy a house there for 20 mm. years. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's completely wrecked these people's lives and their businesses. And it it's, it's pretty sad. Yeah. That's the basics on the ground now as far as like how could this tragedy have been prevented uh i don't think it could have i i think it's just one of those things that it's they, like there's one of those things well so they the system on the train recorded that the ball bearing was or the bearing on the wheel was overheating and and they attempted to one, stop the train 
Did they attempt to stop it? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, they did. I thought it, it just, was going on for miles. It it did, it was, but they I, I don't know. You know, trains take a long time to stop. I don't know the specifics yeah. of it. Maybe we'll find out that some engineer is responsible or something or, or somebody didn't check what they should have checked. I mean that stuff that stuff always has it's some gonna level happen. of fallout, right? But sure. But I know that they were in the process of stopping the train when it derailed. So Okay. Interesting. Yeah, no, you're enough. right. But yeah, it's you always see those videos where like trains are like going through like uh, crossings and they're like honking their horn because they don't stop. Yeah. It's not like a car. They just you know, keep it takes on miles rolling. for them to stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, So, so who can say, I mean, we'll know eventually, but, but what I mean by that is like the, there's been some people who said this is in relation to Trump policy easings and, and that removed certain key protections from train transportation. That's completely specious. It's been debunked. There's some people that are trying to blame Obama. Uh, it, it for I think that has a. I mean, maybe so. Could be. Thanks, Obama. But there, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's responsible for uh, any political actor's responsibility. It's one of those things where just the government can't protect you from everything. That sure. being said, the reaction to this has resulted in m- more gaffes, a political suicide, and actually the best thing that trump has done in two years so yeah, let's all that's true break that down joe biden looks like an idiot he hasn't even mm. called the mayor of the town he basically ran off to ukraine we'll talk about that later but he just looks ineffective not compassionate weak and senile that's par for the course so i suppose in that sense not much has changed um but no news is bad news when you're weak, senile, and retarded. Now, mm. let's talk about Pete Buttigieg. A spectacular, a spectacular, let's say, vinyl chloride fire of a blow-up to his political career. He's mm. He's got to be done. Um, yeah. Pete Buttigieg... He was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, a town of about 100,000 people. So not a very big town. And he he was so bad and ineffectual there that the Domino's Pizza, or maybe it was Papa John's, one of the local pizza places was tired of having their pizza drivers run over potholes that they started a fundraiser themselves to fix the potholes in South Bend, Indiana. That guy became the... U.S. Secretary of Transportation because yeah. mostly because he's gay and because he was being groomed for a political career, right? He's being groomed to become, uh, you know, maybe a vice president, maybe the next president of the United States because he's good on camera and people like his brand, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's Pete Buttigieg. Now, he might have had a shot at that by doing the Biden playbook, which is running away and hiding for vast periods of time and adopting a child and then taking paternity leave because um, I suppose his husband's vagina needed to heal. But regardless, it's just, it's just been a weird, ineffectual hiding candidate. And Mm -hmm. his, his practically his only responsibility is to look good on camera. And he, found a Nikon looked directly into it and crapped his own pants on this one it's 
fantastic. It's rough. Um, yeah, I think the yeah, thing ahead. with Pete, I think the thing with Pete is Pete is a very talented politician. You know, he's really, really good on camera. He speaks really well. He has Beto O'Rourke energy, but he's educated. Like he's really, he's, he's dangerous. You know, he, he could have really have made something. And ever since his presidential career, uh, you know, he, he kind of did the smart thing and basically nuked Bernie's chances by basically dropping out the same day as uh, another one of the nominees at that point and basically said, I endorse Biden along with her. I mean, that was some really top level uh, political maneuvering by the DNC. And ba- and he was a part of that. And that buys you position. That buys you power. And look, look where he's at. He's in the transportation secretary. He's a transportation secretary. You know, he, he's got the chops to go further if he works well. And it really seems to me, Chris, that Pete basically decided to coast. He mm-hmm. was like, awesome. I am going to be transportation czar. I'm going to do that. I don't have to work at this. I'm going to go take several months off with my husband on paternity leave, which just looks, which doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm going to, on this thing that's going on in East Palestine, I'm not going to show up. I'm going to get on the camera and say, look, uh, it's not my place to go up there. I don't want to do a photo op. You know, I'm not going to get in there and make this about me. I'm going to allow the work to be done. And you know what? You give you give Trump Trump an inch, and he'll take you around the block. Man. He'll take the best inch, okay. <laughs> Listen, uh, I think he grabbed Mayor Pete right by the paternity leave here. Uh, yeah, and, and I I totally agree with you. My take on this is that uh, Pete Buttigieg is lazy. Yeah, he's just exactly. lazy, and he got beat yeah. because he's lazy. I mean, he had every opportunity to be a quasi hero here. He wanted to zoom in like a filthy millennial and didn't realize he needed to go in the office once in a while. You know what I mean? You shut your whore mouth, Hunter. <laughs> I'm so tired. You come on my show, which is half yours, and you think you can say whatever you want, which you can. I am done with it. For that's real, fair. for real, on God, fam. Um, so that's, that's fair. That's right. So Mayor Pete does end up going to East Palestine, but not before the uh, yep. You know, old old Trump decides. Hey, listen, I I bottled some water one time. Let's yep. deliver it. Put to, my name on it. Yeah, let's deliver it to the people of East Palestine. Now, truly, the best political move by Trump. In oh, in in three years, mm-hmm. I would I would mm-hmm. say, since the beginning of COVID, I think this is the best political move Trump has made. A- and if he would have focused on things like this when he was running for re-election, he he would still be president right now. That's my that's correct. Take. He shows up with normal blue collar working class families. He rubs shoulders with them. He buys them McDonald's. He's charismatic. He makes some jokes about how everyone's going to be wanting the Trump water. Uh, and mm-hmm. he actually helps out. It's not a huge thing he did, but he's not a member of the government. But he actually puts his shoulder behind uh, the plow and helps push a little bit with the people of East Palestine. And mm. 
after that that was you know two weeks after after the nobody from the Biden administration showed up yeah no no I mean like the EPA was there but they're everywhere right sure but and doc, no figurehead yeah no leader no nobody had deigned it necessary to come down biden's uh, said on a call that he didn't even spoken with the mayor of east palestine he had talked to ah. the senators to to be fair he couldn't recall oh he could well hunter <laughs> what can he recall Ah, yes. No, he he said explicitly <laughs> that he hadn't talked to the mayor. He had talked to the governor and he had talked to the senators. Oh, okay. Um, Fair enough. I mean, now, is that true? Who knows? <laughs> he doesn't know. Regardless, mm. Trump goes down there and gets the political win. He, he really connects with those people. You know, East Palestine is a place that broke like 70% for Trump. And let me tell you one analysis angle that is making this look even worse. When... The government is dragging their feet on showing up to a red area mm. and then mm -hmm. Trump shows up and does their job for them and compels them to come. It looks it's I'm sure it's not. I'm not accusing anybody of this, but it looks politically motivated. Like mm. it looks like if this had been an area that broke for Biden, they'd be more apt to go down there. That's part of the genius of this political maneuvering by Trump, because I don't really believe that to be true. But that is how it appears now that Trump beat them to the punch when he didn't have to. Yeah. The other thing that's weird about this is typically this is such easy political work. Now, so I don't easy. Yeah, it's free. I don't necessarily like that we have to send our politicians to where the disaster occurred. I, I do think there is this element of when you have the leader on the front lines, you know, just being there, there's some charisma to that that kind of makes people feel inspired. It's like, oh, if the president's here, then we're we're gonna get some help, you know, whatever. Okay, right. I get that too, but but at the same time, it's like everybody just wanted to sh to shuffle this under the rug. Like, oh no, it's not a big deal, you know. The I don't know what the EPA was thinking, you know. Uh, don't talk about East Palestine. It, it, it that's a controversial political object, and it's like, no, just. They're people for crying out loud. Yeah, go Help down them. there. Tell them that you're going to do whatever it takes. Keep right. them apprised of the work the government's doing, and listen to them, and take some pictures, and you win. Like I, I get the national guard out there with some water. Like calm down. It's not that hard. I'm with you. Apparently, they weren't even like allowing FEMA to access the location for a while, which just seems Is completely backwards what? to me. Yeah, it, I don't know. Okay. And it's that kind of thing that people are going to go, oh, okay, well, I guess that Biden is really taking us up on people that, that back Trump are the enemies of the republic. Like, that's, mm. that's you take all the rhetoric into effect and then this, people are going to think that. you got to remember, kind of like you were saying, I hate that the, you know, we have to send our political leaders <laughs> into the ground zero, you know, to make a point. But the average voter is an average voter i mean the average voter has an iq of 100 so we're not winning any awards with it you know what i'm saying uh, sure you gotta sure. play you gotta play to those people it's so easy and they screwed it up so this forces Buttigieg's hand and like two days after trump leaves here comes mayor pete uh bringing his his sassy hard hat hard hat and his reflective vest down to east palestine to tell people what's really up and uh it fell completely flat. The people there hate him. And he basically spent the entire time looking like he was wearing his dad's construction clothes 
following people around hopelessly around disaster sites and then running away from reporters. In fact, I'd like to play you a little clip of him running away and his press secretary running breaker for him. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for for the, the, the slow response? To the government's slow response, do you have any apology? I'm press person, I can help you. Sure, 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 sure. So can, can, can we ask why it took him over, almost three weeks to get here? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time off while there was a tragedy happening here? And can camera. we also ask, too, why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance? This is a very important question that people you, across America I'm would like to I'm know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Uh, well, please put your cameras away. I'm sorry, we're on a public area, uh, so we She's are allowed as press. I, you guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on I'm my happy. camera. Well, I'm on a con camera. I would like your cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that Absolutely. you serve? Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Please. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. That's why. Why is it aggressive? Huh. It's amazing. You had a hard time answering that last question, Missy. Uh, this is pure 1984. When the mm -hmm. government, yep. a spokesperson for the government. Now, let's be very clear. This is a cabinet position, and this is the press secretary of that cabinet position. This woman's job is to talk to cameras. For that individual to say that I won't talk to the camera because it's too aggressive, that I mean, that's authoritarian nonsense. Mm -hmm. That's Chinese stuff, which is probably where Biden learned it and taught it to Mayor Pete. <laughs> he sat behind him like in the movie Ghost and wrapped his hands around him like Patrick Swayze did to whatever that chick was. This and took a turn. showed him how to this make propaganda, sensually gripping the propaganda and elongating it into the shape of a beautiful propaganda vase. That's no. how I imagine it happened. I'm not helping this one. <laughs> Listen, uh, there's no yeah. metaphor that cannot be made with Patrick Swayze creepily making pottery with that woman in Ghost. What's her name? Oh, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, do your right. job. Demi Moore. It's Demi Moore? Gosh, she's forgettable. Anyhow, Patrick Swayze, <laughs> though. <laughs> Come on, baby, light my fire. Yeah, I told I told my mother about this. Do you think she kept she the vase? <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> she became I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about <laughs> it's like I told my mother about ghost. I'm like, Hunter, I'm sure she's seen it. <laughs> Yeah. No, I told my mother about this lady saying to turn the cameras off, and I don't think I've ever seen her more livid. Like, it made her so mad. Like, their job is to serve us, you know? And uh, her job she was... is specifically to serve us by talking to the press. That's Correct. wild. Correct. She's like, I'll do it, but you can't film me in Nana Nana Boo Boo because you're mean to me by and asking why do me we to want do the... my job. Actually, she probably why... did learn that from Mayor Pete. Why do we want the cameras on? Because it's important for us to see them in real time respond to these questions, just like it's important for us when we have a conversation with someone. And what we don't want 
is for her behind closed doors to say it in the way that sounds good to all those people there and then for them to write about it in a way that it sounds good. Yes. We want to see them answer for it on the spot. You need to we, be accountable like, to the American people. And and exactly. by the way, the press used to work for us uh, before they worked exclusively at the Hunter R. Biden massage parlor, parlor and news outlet. But yeah. regardless, I, I think she has to be fired. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Pete, Pete should just, I'm Pete's just going to fade away. Yeah, so, you're right. Anyhow, you're right. He's done. This the, this story it's a it's a human tragedy. It's going to get mm. cleaned up. It's going to take a lot of time. It will destroy a lot of lives. But man, the window that it gave into the utter incompetence and the totalitarian desires of people in the Biden uh, Biden administration was mm. very clear. Not not a whole lot more to say about that. Um, thoughts and prayers out to our friends in East Palestine. Uh, bad stuff happens all the time. Keep your head up and uh, know that the nation for now is watching watching what happens here. All right. Dilbert's canceled. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> Hi. Uh, Hi. Uh, My name's Chris Carl. We don't need a single more squirrel, and Dilbert kind of always sucked. <laughs> no, that can't be right. Have you ever read a Dilbert where you were like, that was profoundly funny? <laughs> I no. personally have not. I've read a bunch of you Dilberts know, where I was like, yep, <laughs> okay. Have you ever been in the mood for stale bread? No. Like you just didn't, oh, huh. That's <laughs> nah, not going to land. Man, you know what? Tonight I'm going to go out to the bar. I'm going to try and find me a four. <laughs> Man, I'm going to go out to the bar, and I hope the cashews are a little rotten. Like, just a little bit. Not a lot, but just enough to give it that crunch. Hunter, Hunter, just stop. People know you've never I'm sorry, been to a squish. bar. <laughs> what is a bar? That squish? You know, those yeah. squishy bar cashews. Yeah. They're just a little, you know, it's like peanut butter, but different. Do you know what I had for the first time last night? And this story peanut is butter, more interesting something than Dilbert. Different. There, really? I had powdered peanut butter, and I thought it was wicked. I took a little. What bit. were you? Were you? What were you doing at a Jim Bro's house? I, literally, that's where I was. I was at a Jim Bro's I house. And I know. He was like, he was like, I have powdered peanut butter that I put in my my smoothie in the morning, and I was like, duh, bet, duh. He can does. Try, they all do. Can I try that? He's like, yeah. He's like, actually, I've never had it straight up. I was like, how do you buy a product like powdered peanut butter and not think to taste it, you meathead? And so, anyway, you answered your own question. I took you a, just did that. I took a little bit. My man takes two tablespoons. He cinnamon challenged himself with peanut goodness, and what it was courage. so funny. I wish I had it on video because he's such a good-looking guy. He's so strong. Got this cool haircut. <laughs> And he's just coughing up peanut butter particles. And he goes he goes to say it's so dry. He's like, it's so dry. And he coughs the word dry and a big cloud of powdered peanut butter. <laughs> it was like a sitcom. It was wonderful. Um, oh, that's oh, man, beautiful. So... And then Zoe Deschanel comes in saying, what am I going to wear to prom? Yeah. I don't know how She's like, oh, maybe work. I could wear powdered peanut butter to prom. Everybody spit on me. Yes. I don't know. Zoe Deschanel's <laughs> weird. Uh, so... Anyhow, the 
Dilbert guy, I don't even know his name, and don't tell me, I don't care. He basically mm. said that that he was referencing this poll, which by all means is a concerning poll, poll in a certain sense. Uh, there's different ways to analyze it. I think if you t- even if you take the average, it's questionable. Effectively, they asked the question, is it okay to be white on this poll? And only 51% of black people said it's okay to be white. Which if you think about that in reverse, if only 51% of white people said it's okay to be black, where the other options, just to be clear, the other options are it's not okay to be white, or you're not sure whether it's okay to be white, that would not have, that would be very bad. Uh, And the media would be very upset about this. Of course, uh, white people, you're allowed to be racist towards white people, so uh, Bob's your uncle, I guess. But the the Dilbert (laughs) guy, he he checkmated himself and the other team simultaneously, which is both impossible and hilarious. So he's like, hey, that's racist. You know what we should do about that? We should we should we should not associate with any black people because they're so racist. I'm like, dude, yeah. you just you did the thing. You did you did the you did you the pointed thing, one finger. You got three of them, three more. You ever heard about that? Yep, yep. No. Uh, I, they're made of rubber, and you're kind of racist. You're kind of like a racist glue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's sad. Dumb. It's, uh, Dumb. Sometimes you rat yourself out like that. So. Well, he look, you're right to be concerned about this poll. It's not good that 51% of black people think the concept of being white is okay. Mm-hmm. That being said, the answer to that would be something like this. I don't think that people that think other people have a moral deficiency based on their skin color are people that I want to associate with. Right. Notice how I didn't have to mention race. Maybe for next time, Dilbert guy. Next time, <laughs> instead of buddy. Instead of hating, just do do the, the practical thing. Right. Treat black people like individuals. It's always the right call. 51% of them answered the question the way they should have. Why do you have any problem with them? Yep. Now, can you say simultaneously that there seems to be a cultural zeitgeist in the black community that's backed up by the ethos of the press and the media that is making it acceptable for them to hold unacceptable points of view and that a plurality of them are tending to those points of view? And this is a cultural issue that we need to solve. Yes, I think that that's mm. fine, but mm-hmm. that's it's not all black people. It's not even a majority of the black people. Um, mm-hmm. So target the target the sin, and don't generalize the sin to the group. That's exactly the thing that you don't like that they are doing. Yeah, but there's one important piece of this that you haven't touched on, Chris. That I think really needs to be said, and that's okay. that it's not okay to be white. It's the look. It's not. You get sunburned all not. the time. You've got. Yeah. You look devilishly handsome in boat shoes. It's sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I just look at an island and I go, I want that. I want that. And then all of a sudden, I want you that have though. It. Get it for me, Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, and then I have it. Daddy. Daddy. Uppies, Daddy. Daddy Island. Daddy. Daddy Island. Daddy. <laughs> yeah. It's and then he gets it for me. It's beautiful. A trust fund. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but beautiful. as far as Dilbert being canceled, <gasps> who cares? Dilbert, mm. bad cartoon. If you like it, if you like Dilbert, you're boring. Let me tell you something. Just as like, hey, you want to have a public career where like your art or anything get some traction in the culture, and this is going to sound super hypocritical. Okay. <laughs> but all right, let's go. Don't record your thoughts <laughs> don't like it's not it, it's not stop worth it stop it stop listen make art and when people ask you questions throw pete Buttigieg's press secretary at the cameras as hard as you possibly can keep keep that, that tyrannical little b word in a pokeball <laughs> <laughs> and pelt reporters with her Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Like, and I, I know that sounds hypocritical coming from us, uh, but seriously, but we told stop you it. at the front that we're here to get fired. That's our goal. And so. if we do get fired, do you know what we'll say? <laughs> daddy, allowance, allowance, daddy, daddy now, <laughs> daddy, no jobby, no jobby for Chris. Chris makes podcast. <laughs> daddy allowance. <laughs> Money, please. Money, okay. please, daddy. Uh, no job. Yeah. No jobby for Chris no more. He said retard <laughs> on the internet too many times. He should oh, have been man. like a press secretary and just said, please, no recording devices. I will have this interview oh. with you in a Faraday cage deep under the earth in my secret lair. I can't wait till we're working the poultry line together. That's just going to be something for the me. The poultry you know? line? Yeah, you know, like. Like a poultry processing plant, you know, where you tear the feathers off, put them in the machines. Listen, fifty-one percent of me doesn't think it's okay to work on a poultry line. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but cancel me anyway. I don't either. Yeah, fair. Got it. All right, let's go on to another story. Here's a quick one: uh, the board of Project Veritas fired James O'Keefe because he spent too much money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is cutting off your nose to spite your face, which is ninety-five percent nose. Uh, this is cutting off your nose to spite your wallet. Yes. Yeah, like, hey, hey, listen. If you, you should save more money. Or if you don't, I'm going to light my wallet on fire. Because I want more money in my wallet. So if you yeah, if you don't, I'm, I'm going to... I think I've made a fatal error in my approach. <laughs> the, the thing that's so weird about this, and like I... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about why this is happening beyond what they've said. Well, there was allegations at first of like workplace misconduct, and then they released a report, and none of that was in it. It was just like, well, he spent too much money on a bus. Yeah. Well, so let me just put it this way. is It's super weird, the timing. Yeah. Like, it's super weird. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about that, except it's it's not, the board just seems like it hasn't been very clear about what's going on, or at least it's flippy floppy, and you do this right when the whole Pfizer thing happens. Um, it's weird. Here, here, it's just weird. Here's what I'll say. Uh, and, of course, James O'Keefe might be a secret demon. I don't know. I think he's, I think he's the best journalist in America, but, but he might be a horrible, horrible person. I just don't know about it, you know? And I'm okay to eat my hat on that one if it turns out to be wrong. The things that he's brought us already, I think, are worth his weight and gold. And, uh, you know, even if, even if the the messenger is tainted, the message is still good oftentimes, regardless of all that. 
boards by their nature are risk averse. Like profit seeking ventures start out as risk takers. And then as they increase in size, they do their best to minimize risk. James O'Keefe is right. a man that can be best characterized by the word risk. It, he, there's risk embedded yeah. in every yeah. single thing that he does. And I think yeah. he's kind of just an anathema to that that style. So here, what do I think will happen? I think Project Veritas dies and James O'Keefe lives. That's my assumption. Yeah. I mean, there is no – there doesn't seem to be any Project Veritas without James O'Keefe. Yeah. You know, and if he was taking too much money from the donors, the donors aren't going to get anything for their money now. Yeah. Like – it's it's yeah whatever it's done we're done it's done we're done here okay all right okay uh man do we finish off biden or what do we really think about biden you know i'm not i i, I may be a white boy but i'm not stupid well they disagree I with think, that I, let's let's think that let's finish biden <laughs> here real quick uh, with some okay. ukraine talk so a couple yeah. a couple of ukraine things happened for one, a bunch of a bunch of NATO member nations gave Ukraine tanks. That's nice. Uh, yeah. How will they use them? Who knows? What what liquids will they store in them? <laughs> Great point. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like they're like, will you please send us some some fighter jets? And it, it's like you don't just get a fighter jet and deploy it. Like it's an incredible an incredibly complicated combat system that mm-hmm. requires so much infrastructure to operate properly in even the short to medium term. You know, you have to have so much infrastructure embedded to deploy something like an F-16. It just seems so weird. Like, like once we, we start giving M1 Abrams tanks and F-16s, like at what point are we just fighting the proxy war because of, everything that they would need to operate that equipment sufficiently over the course of any type of protracted protracted war. Uh, mm-hmm. just seems a little bit goofy because, I mean, we'd have to have people training them. We, we'd have to have people servicing them or training people on how to service them. Yeah. And, and also, like, the manual isn't in Ukrainian. <laughs> I'm, yeah, just saying. It's you just Google Translate that crap. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, because that certainly that could never go wrong. <laughs> just a simple. All, all you have to do, take every page out, scan it into the computer, put it through Google Translate, and fax it to them. You know it's what? It's very simple. Here's what I like to do: instead of just going straight from English to Ukrainian, just do uh-huh. English to Latin to Greek back to Latin to Ukrainian. Just give it a whirl, guys. We made a mistake. I can't tell the difference between Russian and Ukrainian, and I definitely sent it to them in Russian. <laughs> that look, not only is that gauche, but also now all of a sudden your tank's painted red and it's destroying all the crops. It's like every time I fire the gun, I can only shoot crops. And kulaks. But mostly crops. And oh. I know what you're thinking if you're a Russian oligarch. What is the difference? Uh, <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> dark if you know any history so yeah that's weird simultaneously china has positioned themselves to have what they're calling a quote no restrictions relationship with russia which is effectively meaning that 
even though Russia is that what the kids are calling it these days? Not ah. not the kids, but the oh. uh, winners of the Winnie the Pooh lookalike contest for the past thirty years. That's what they're calling it. Fair enough. Xi Jinping, you, know? you sweaty Teddy, you. But he he is basically positioning himself to be able to provide armament to Russia to help them in their little spitty spatty against Zelensky and the Proud Boys. And freaks me out, dude. Here's the here's the weird part too, is that America is now saying that if China does that, there's a high probability that we impose sanctions on China, which is crazy mm-hmm. because why couldn't we say that when we were in Afghanistan? That would have been wild. Like actually making clear your intentions to uh, to impose sanctions on someone before they did the thing that you didn't want them to do. Like a wild concept that might have saved us. Bizarre. Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, entire year of bloodshed at this point an entire year and six mm. months of bloodshed at this point so mm. one we're already positioning ourselves in that manner against china and next we're funding ukraine if china's funding russia this is only this is the cold war at a minimum and world yeah. war three with a coat of paint like it's cold it's the cold war in like europe like yeah. it's weird. Like it's not. It's not like in Vietnam or Korea. Like it's, you know, it it it's on it's on European soil. You know, and between one of the old cold or you know one of the Cold War superpowers. Like it's very strange. It's a weird world we live in. Yeah, but no doubt, no doubt. So that sucks. Smells like World War Three. And in in the milieu of that, so you had two narratives: one, East Palestine blowing up. Two Russian spy balloons making making Biden look like a moron. He decided mm-hmm. that he needed to look tough. Dark Brandon, hashtag aviators, hashtag bad. He needed to go over to Ukraine to on the double. Poland. Well Poland. Well he went to, he did go to to what's the what's the city there? Uh Lviv? Yeah. No, Kiev? No, Kiev. He went to Kiev okay. for a bit. But yeah. mostly he was in Poland. And also, yeah. so funny. Everyone, not a great whole... place to start World War, you know, like when World War Three's happened, it's just not a good country to go to. Oh, Pick a different one, Arch please. Oh, there in a heartbeat. You don't want to be anywhere near <laughs> Poland. Um, but, but... Rough. The whole media is just in a... a nearly sexual fervor about how brave Biden was for going to Kiev while it's being actively shelled. And then come to find mm. out like 30 minutes later that obviously we told the Russians he was going there. Like, the, you think the Russians are actually going to bomb Biden? Are you crazy? Are you? They just mm. got the absolute dog beat out of them by their next door neighbor who is a trailer park compared to them so this whole idea that Russia's some big bad on the world stage yeah i think we all learned better you think they're gonna bomb the president of the united states they will be they will be speaking ukrainian tomorrow (laughs) like they would Mm. not last a moment so anyway Mm. but the whole oh all the media the sycophants and the sophists over at CNN and MSNBC could not say enough about the huevos rancheros on President Biden for going to Kiev. And it was just all BS. It's just all lies. It's all stupid. And they, yeah. they, uh, there's a video of them walking through the street when the air siren goes off overhead. 
and nobody even looks, nobody even cares, my guess, completely staged. That's not real. Mm. That's not what people mm-hmm. do. When the air siren goes off, if it is an actual air siren, you seek cover. Otherwise, why have an air siren? It's a great question. So anyway, mm. total horse crap. Well, it's it's a good prop. Oh, it's a you great know, it prop. It's drama. Yeah. Rising tension. It's a good reason to have an air siren, I guess. You know? Um, yeah, no, it's it's a little crazy. I I I think well, in some ways I yeah, thank you Descartes. I think it would be more impressive had we had more confidence in this president seeing how he handled Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely there's when I see this I don't really believe it, I don't believe it's anything other than bluster. I don't believe it's anything other than PR because I know when push comes to shove, he'll let people jump off the landing gear of airplanes. Right. You know, like I still have that in my brain. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I buy it. I think that's the same reason G has balloons in our territory. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on with this presidency and with us in Ukraine. And yeah, it, there's a lot of weird things about it for sure. When Biden uh, says still go out to those people. Oh, for sure. And when Biden says mm-hmm. he's tough, do you know what I say? Line dog face pony soldier. That's what you are. That's, that's what you are. Uh, now, what is that? Your guess is as good as mine. All right. Luck. Hunter, we've got a couple more here. A couple more topics on the list. Let's go with, uh, let's go with, an easy one. Uh-huh. Uh remember earlier when I was saying this is 1984? Uh-huh. Well, they're changing the words in Roald Dahl's classic children's books. Yeah, dude. What what the heck? This this I <laughs> I'm sure this annoys you very specifically. But yes. But one thing that that if you don't know who Roald Dahl is, he wrote a bunch of like the off-kilter, slightly creepy, slightly offensive children's books like James and the Giant Peach, or he wrote Charlie. Charlie. Was it? Is it Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Or is the book called Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? I think it's Charlie. Called, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Charlie because Jamie told me. Yeah, so he wrote some of those. You know, Tim Burton would make a great film out of this children's books, and yeah. he he wrote uh, what's the one with the little girl, the little orphan, Matilda. Matilda, yeah. So so some really important pieces. And here's one thing about Roald Dahl that is is kind of apocryphal, or not not in that it's untrue, but it's just not something you'll find on the Wikipedia page. But he was very particular with his word choice, and there's a bunch of stories about him going back and forth with editors, sometimes quite heatedly and hilariously, about maintaining the words that he wanted to say in his literature. And now that he's dead. Uh, was it Penguin Random House probably basically decided that they were going to have some sensitivity editors go through his work and remove any references that modern audiences might find offensive and it's just obscene some of the stuff they chose to target is just obscene but Roald Dahl's dead now and if he knew that this was happening he would absolutely be doing be doing triple axle backflips in his grave Mm. So, uh, do you know any of the specifics, Hunter, on stuff that they're trying to remove? It's it's kind of ridiculous. 
Yeah, it's like the word fat. The word fat comes up in a couple of his books, and they're like, you can't say that. And so they've gone with enormous, you know, like they, yeah. they'll say that Augustus Gloop is enormously fat. And so now it just says Augustus Gloop is enormous. And it's like, Roald Dahl what? had some of the best fat characters of all time. There's Gloop. Right, right. There's the blueberry girl. There's the mm-hmm. uh, the cake eating boy from Matilda. The peach. Yeah, yeah. the peach. Uh, it's just, it's just, shut up, Jamie. Good God, so dumb. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yeah, that's like it's like one of his. It's it's kind of one of Roald Dahl's own tropes, own idiosyncrasies. Yeah. So, anyway, well, well, with the with the creepy and macabre, like there, there's this element of that kind of art that like makes you focus on the ways that your body can be disgusting to yourself. Yeah, it's like body right? horror. Yeah, yeah, and like a part of that is you know weight you know bulbous right like those words they they bring something in us right like something we don't like yeah and you see this in some of the other ones uh whereas the witches what the witches are described as bald right and they and he says that the witches wear wigs because they are bald and then what the sensitivity uh readers have added is some women wear wigs for other reasons and that's completely fine and it's like go screw yourself right. dude Go go you're, screw you're, yourself. You're not allowed to mention a wig. Well, the 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 thing, yeah, exactly. But but the thing too is, it's talking about baldness and someone that's not supposed to be bald, right? Like like that. And then it's there's a part of that that's a little you know weird to us, right? Like we don't expect most young women to be bald, right? Right? Like that we might we might expect some young men to be going through early male pattern baldness. Right, but that but that's the element of it, and it's supposed to make us unnerved, like a witch makes us unnerved, right? And so it's just part of this thing that he was doing, and then to like suck that out of his art and to sanitize it is to not allow it to be that creepy aspect that's supposed to put us on edge. And it doesn't have to make you like completely unnerved, and it doesn't mean that like being around a fat person makes you unnerved, but like. That's what he's attempting to do. He's trying to paint this like atmosphere that's a little bit unsettling, right? right. And the fact that you want to get in a, in the way of that shows that you don't understand what he's doing, right? Or or at least that you're willing to put your own petty beliefs before it, right? right? So well, anyway, here's it, here's the simplest way to say it: that you as a as somebody who has the job of a sensitivity editor which is just a vile disgusting term i don't even like it coming out of my own mouth you think that it's more important that people here's the first one a think that you're a moral superior specimen because of the evil that you can see that they are blind to that's your first motivation and your second motivation is that you think it's people's right to not be offended even if that the expense the price that you have to pay for that is that no one's allowed to say anything and no art is allowed to be created it's a vile disgusting anti-human murderous thing to think that's what that is and the fact that penguin random house decided to to bend over and accept that is absolutely disgusting to me i'll tell you two other ones that got under my skin one they removed references to parents uh, I'm sorry, to moms mm-hmm. and dads. Sometimes Roald Dahl would say his mom and his dad, or there was a lot of moms and dads there, and they changed that to parents because, of course, the family and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that all shared the same bed was a a bigamous 
a bigamous transvestite polycule. And nope. yeah, it's so stupid. And here's the one that really burns my bridge. It's Matilda's going to the library and going through a list of the books that she enjoys, and they removed a reference to Ruppiard Kipling. Like, <laughs> and changed it to, I don't know, I don't know, probably, what's the 1619 lady? Uh, Nicole Anna Jones. Yeah, they, they're like, instead of saying that she was reading a Rudyard, a Rudyard Kipling book, they said that he was reading some some communist manifesto nonsense it's just ridiculous it's che Guevara's autobiography yeah yeah um yeah the the what's the malcolm x want to be i can't remember any of my cultural references right now oh man well we can remember all the names um yeah no it's it's really sad and you talked about something that i think is important is none of these sensitivity writers are talented enough to make their own art that people will buy and support their lifestyle like they aren't and in order to make themselves in order to feed their families what they do is they read books by famous authors that they're not as talented as <laughs> and then yep. belittle them and it's like you know i've had friends who've gone through pu- the publishing uh world and they've been hit by sensitivity writers and it's kind of weird you know the things that they'll ask and the things that they'll want and even when you're a member of that team and you're trying to like meet all those demands, doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. You know, it's never going to be good enough. There's always going to be something that we can improve and make sure that people's feelings are, you know, massaged through. And they, they don't what, want to what, protect people. They want you to think they're smart. Yeah. And here, here's the truth. This generation, this era of art, sucks. And you need to get so that through hard. your head. So hard. And it is going to suck probably long after we die. But hopefully it doesn't. And everybody that wants to keep doing this kind of stuff is going to make it suck more. So art art there it is. Is nothing without truth. Period. Mm-hmm. And you can you can mm-hmm. try and change that fact, but it's completely accurate. There's a reason that the mono myth is the the format for so many classic stories is because it is a distillation of the most true story and the story we're telling is a story that is true and people tell true stories sometimes without even meaning to like the wachowski them thems came up with the matrix which is a retelling of the christ story and they sold a million copies uh, or a million tickets to it right because they told mm-hmm. the story of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, which is the proto-monomyth, and they sold it like gangbusters, and they didn't even mean to. They just set out to make a good movie, and they made the most Christian film of all time, and then, of course, made so much money that they decided to chop their own dicks off. And you got to give a shout-out to Keanu Reeves for that. But Nice work, Keanu. Regardless, regardless that's, that's what happens. It happens so frequently, and people make these accidental, yeah. incredibly conservative films. Um, there was mm-hmm. the one we talked about just a little while ago where they the central point of the film was protecting the baby, um, not Last of Us, because that's a game and a TV show, but Quiet Place, right? The whole movie yeah. is like the most pro-life possible thing because mm-hmm. the the entire struggle in the movie could be solved by one abortion. Yep. And they didn't, right? It's 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 the same thing repeated. Because, why? Well, because the father in that film sacrificed himself so that 
there might be hope for humanity and for the world in the future, which is what the child represents. It's the monomyth. It's the story of Christ. And they, you know, they, they make this, this film and they don't even intend to because they're basing it in truth. So anyhow, enough said about that, but why don't you censorious get your hands off of Roald Dahl's work? How about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So much news. So little time. Um, here's a bad thing. Ever since COVID started, girls, and this is according to the CDC, are killing themselves at an alarming rate or uh, attempting to kill themselves at an alarming rate. I'm just going to read some of these statistics because it's just something that you should know. When people tell you that it was super necessary that we had to mask everybody up, stay isolated, just do all of our school through what was effectively social media, now we have some of the numbers coming in. And so here we go. Nearly three in five U.S. teen girls felt persistently sad or hopeless in 2021. That's double the rate of boys and a 60% increase over the highest level of the previous decade. Nearly one in three had seriously considered attempting suicide. That's up 60% from a decade ago. One in five or 18% experienced sexual violence in the past year. That's up 20% since 2017 when the CDC started monitoring and uh, the, the hits just keep on coming more than half 52% of LGBTQ plus students had recently experienced poor mental health and concerningly that more than one in five 22% attempted suicide in the past year, not considered attempting suicide. 22% of LGBTQ plus uh, children attempted suicide in the past year, according to the CDC. In addition to that, there's an, an alarming rise in children that identify as LGBTQ in certain grades, it's nearing 20%. So you're talking about a fifth of a fifth of our students attempting to kill themselves. This is a culture that is dead, dead and dying. And it's dying because you can't call somebody fat. These, these kids desperately need to get bullied. Seriously, um, they need, and I don't mean the ones that want to kill themselves. I mean the kids in general need somebody, a parent or a peer, to tell them what is true and what is false and what is good and what is evil, so that they have some line, some marker to navigate by, so they have some meaning in this world instead of the unbelievable, depressing ennui of the adults all lying to you and all telling you that you can't be a real kid and you have to stay inside and you have to stay isolated and here why don't you go chase a couple clicks why don't you start an only fans why don't you just text all of your friends instead of hanging out with them and seeing anybody in real life and oh by the way you're not going to be punished because that would destroy your self-esteem and oh by the way you're not going to get bullied because we're going to arrest kids for saying a mean word to you in our new zoom school and we're going to freak out if the parents ever want to look at what's going on, we're going to lose our minds if a parent asks to know that we've socially transitioned their Bruce into Becky at school. And, oh, by the way, now uh, 25th of you are going to try and kill yourselves. Like uh, We are just dying. We are rotting from the inside out. And kids are paying I've got for a, it. I got a message to all the teenage boys that listen to this podcast, which I'm sure there's like a dozen of you. Um, if you're not happy with your life, this is exactly what you need to do this week. You need to start calling girls that you know and asking them to volunteer with a soup kitchen at you this week. You need to figure it all out. You need to find the times and you need to take 
any girl that you can find that will go to to a soup kitchen and start helping out in that soup kitchen. That is 10,000% what you need to do with your life. You're going to learn two things. You're going to learn that you can get to know somebody, that you can get to understand them better, that you can be in a relationship with somebody, and you don't have to watch porn to, like, have that. Yep. And the second thing you're going to learn is that it is better to give than it is to receive. And the sooner you can learn those two lessons, the younger in your life, the better your life is going to be. And if you don't believe me, then I dare you to. Yeah. For, I dare you to find the girl that's willing to go to the soup kitchen with you this week. For real. You, don't be a you're coward. You're going to get rejected a bunch. <laughs> because yep. come to the soup kitchen with me is not a tempting date idea. I tell you what. You find somebody that says yes, and you start serving other people instead of serving yourself. Uh, that I As weird as that sounds, that is sound advice. That is really sound advice. Find a girl who will serve other people with you. And and just meet them and talk to them. And you don't have to get married to them, right? But but nope. spend some time with a real person. Even if it means that you have to make fifteen terrible phone calls and get rejected fifteen terrible times, try it. And if none of them say yes, go to the gym. That's exactly it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then go to the gym and ask ask a girl there to go to a soup kitchen with you. <laughs> yeah. Like And read a book. Like seriously. Yeah, and read a book and start making A's Listen, and, and get a job. If the girl says no, just say, what, are you going to stay home and kill yourself? Because apparently all the other ones are. <laughs> all right. Well, you know you know why these girls are depressed? Yeah. Because oh, nobody's calling them. I know them. why they're depressed. Nobody's calling them. Nobody's telling them that they matter. You know? Because instead of and somebody if you... taking an individual interest in them, they're yeah. f- competing on this marketplace against these it's huge. Idealized women and these idealized mm-hmm. life for the, not the quality of a click, but the quantity of clicks. Like how much yep. interest can I generate? Because yep. maybe the highest quality dude, the kind of guy that would work on himself and serve other people, which is a just a, a, a type of what how he would treat me in the future. Maybe that click is worth way more than 75 other clicks, but you still only see one. You know what I'm saying? That's like it. we we it. we are playing a disastrous game with our children. We are playing a mm-hmm. a damning game with our children. And it's like this in fact here's another challenge for you if you want go and listen to old episodes of carl pulling when for like 10 years and i'm just kidding we've only been on there for like two but for like two years we told you this was coming we told you that we are going to see suicide in this country like you would not believe welcome nostra carl we have once again read the future because if you hollow out everything in a culture that is meaningful mm-hmm. people don't have a reason to stay around and and the kids are the least embedded. That's what socialization is. Like one working definition of socialization is that it is the process by which you embed yourself in a culture which requires there to be institutions for you to embed yourself into. And kids are born unsocialized. And then mm-hmm. we it's the responsibility of every adult to normalize and socialize a abnormal and antisocial human. So that they can find their place and find some purpose in this world. That's what we are meant to do. That's how you protect the kids. Not by telling Stephanie that she's Steve and chopping her breasts off. And then telling her to post about it and see how many clicks she gets. Disgusting. But yeah, great advice. Great advice. It, it, go, go, look. They're all killing themselves. They're waiting for you to call. 
No reason you shouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Tell someone they matter. Stop watching porn. Tell someone they matter and do something nice for somebody else. That's your job. It'll change, it. change your life. Yep. And it's not fun, by the way. And that's the no, greatest part about it. Because you might learn for like 30 seconds that doing things that are fun don't matter very much. That's it. That's it. And all, uh, and it's the it. adults who tell you right now that your, your path to happiness and to fulfillment is only interacting with activities and ideas and people that reinforce what you want and what you think already. Your the, own mythos. The people that tell you that, listen to me, hate your guts. They they actively despise you, or at a minimum, they are not intelligent or sophisticated enough to take care of you properly. I mm. guarantee. I guarantee it. I guarantee you. But people that have the ability to put in the work and don't, what they might as well hate you. They might as well hate you. Mm. Uh, there's the you. It's it's time to take some responsibility. This suicide rate is a lack of responsibility. I'm not saying that everybody who gets depressed and, and does self-harm has a moral failing, but when 25% of our young people have attempted suicide, I'm sorry, not 25%, one twenty-fifth of our young people have attempted suicide in the past year, we have a we have a decadent, decaying, dying, rotting culture, and it's all centers around lack of responsibility. That's it. All right. Whew. We've got some more stories. Whew. Oh, Whew. The super soda is taking it out of me, Hunter. Um, Come on, dig deep, buddy. Let's dig deep. Actually, I was I was so I was so caught off guard because you told me I gave good advice. And you didn't undercut that in any way, which really seems off-brand for you. So I know you're getting tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is good. It's weird advice. It's counterintuitive advice, but it's uh, advice, but it's good advice. It's good I'll advice. Take that. Um, I'll take that. You could do a, you could do you a heck it. of a lot worse. Yeah, you could. You could not do that. You, that's you one could. Thing that's you could worse. also, if you wanted to, you could split up those two activities. You could. You could go to nope. a soup kitchen by yourself and invite a girl to like go watch a movie with you. You could. They. That. They freaking. They freaking need to know that it matters, dude. Uh, I, you know? I, I'm not disagreeing with you. In fact, uh, by the way, if you want to find a girl that's worth keeping, that's it. Find, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, take her to the movies once and then ask her to go serve with you for sure. Yeah. Um, that's it because that's by it, the way if she only sticks around with you when you're doing fun stuff uh yeah you're setting yourself up for failure dude there it is so all right let's hit the next one okay what do we got i've got i've got a couple left here um here's a fun one masks do nothing so <laughs> sorry was that my lucky star was that was that it or do i need to do it again no you 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 got it so okay good here's here's the <gasps> there is a there is a medical analysis yeah. group that is effectively cream of the crop when it comes to analyzing evidence from clinical trials they're called cochrane or cochrane i'm not sure and they they are well revered 
have been. They won't be anymore. I guarantee you that. But classically have been well revered as effectively the the best standard for researching and analyzing methodological health data in the world. And they just published their report that said there is little to no evidence that masks do anything to stop the spread of viruses airborne viruses Mm. so it was all horse crap it was not a medical device it was a hijab it was religious garb you doofuses and they made you wear it and they they look think about all the little petty tyrants every restaurant server every airline Mm -hmm. hostess every uber driver became the their own little tyrant that said you have to wear the religious garb and it was all specious bullcrap a hundred percent of it here's the part of this that's so crazy to me is like until literally yesterday my thought was what are you doing wearing that cloth mask if you know anything at this point you wear a kn95 like if you have interesting if you have medical problems if you know someone that's old or who's you know possibly this virus could have a strong effect on them get that kn95 on you know like a cloth mask is nothing to me but a political statement you know that that's all i could see just based on you at least were not a serious person who understood science that was my thought and now thanks to this article that the or this review of these studies we know k95s are basically worthless like they don't they don't do anything not even their filtration method mattered um maybe i'm old news to that but that was at least what i understood to be true and the fact that like no there, there there's nothing you can put over your face that's going to stop the spread of covid19 yep you know period a- crazy people absolutely don't appreciate how small viruses are yeah but they're they're effectively singular strands of rna that often are coated in a lipid barrier a lipid protein barrier and so yeah to put that in in terms that maybe are easier to understand they are smaller than the nucleus of a single cell. Okay, yeah. That, that yeah, yeah, that's small. So the the idea that they can't that they can't ride on water droplets and and vapor from a sneeze or something is just not true. And yeah. of course, this comes out and the sophists in the media immediately don their religious the, the blue gear. hairs. Yeah. They they call them by their proper name, <laughs> the the sycophants, worshiping assiduously at the teat of the science. Doctor Fauci, come out. This is a piece in the Guardian today. Don't believe those who claim science proves masks don't work. Just listen to that. Don't believe those who claim science proves masks don't work. Now, we used to have to believe the science. Then yeah. the gold standard scientific review came out from Cochrane. And it's like, oh, not that science. And here's what we all learned not from Not that good I don't even science? Have to analyze this too hard. 
Um, basically, what they argue in this piece is that many of the tests and clinical trials that were determining whether or not masks were efficacious against the spread of viruses used viruses other than COVID-19. The size difference between an aerosol particle, which you can see with your naked eyes, by the way, you morons, and a singular virus, a singular instantiation of a, a virus RNA, are so wildly different that anybody who argues that mechanical filtration might stop certain aerosolized viruses and not other aerosolized viruses is not a doctor, not a scientist, a liar, or a complete idiot. I, I, it's mm. it's impossible. It, it's like it's like the Earth and the Sun is the difference between a virus and an aerosolized particle. It the it's yeah. a scale that it would just astound you the difference between those two things. And and yet they're literally claiming here that most of the studies that Cochrane used to determine that masks were ineffective used masks including kn95s with viruses other than other than covid19 so like oh yeah it doesn't work for the flu obviously but it works for covid19 the size difference between the flu and covid19 is almost none and all that's happening is it's riding a aerosolized particle and a mask is just mechanical filtration. So all that matters is the size. It's not like one of them's magnetic or something. It's so, I mean, it's so stupid. But of so, course, this so isn't dumb. a scientific argument. It's a religious argument. So the Guardian has to come out and publish this this pitiful defense that they nailed to the door of their burning church on Anthony they, Fauci's they know, doorstep. They know what's going to happen. You know, their readers are going to wake up and they're going to hear about this review and they go, oh, well, I wonder what The Guardian has to say. Oh, my gosh. Was I a moron for the past three years? No, honey. You've been a moron for a lot longer than that. And so they know they have to push something out that is going to make their readers click on it. And, you know, this is money. And this is not a surprise that this is here. Um, You know, I, I, I I think they're this just shows a lack of expertise. You know, it just shows a lack of understanding of what's uh, going well, on. Well, the, the author of this is counting on the audience to be retarded. Well, and, that and or they are, they, or the same is true about them, right? Sure. Like they're they're not wanting to think in depthly about well, this. Well, it and actually a is a medical doctor. Like I, I have a hard time now. Oh no, they're a medical doctor <laughs> named Lucky Tran. Which, by the way, put a pin in that. We're going to talk about that later. But if okay. <laughs> but um. They're, they are a medical doctor, so I have a h- really hard time making the argument well, that a medical doctor doesn't know how small viruses are. Michelle Walensky is head of the CDC. I mean, yeah, come on. Jill Biden's like, married to the president. Yeah. That's a good point, Hunter. Um, Thank you. It, this this just seems, this seems so absolutely insane. Um, yeah, I think the proper response next time someone tells us to wear a mask when it's an aerosolized virus is, no. Yeah. Put it on me. How about you eat my shoes, tyrant? How about that? Right, exactly. That that's that's going to be the next response the next time someone wants us someone wants us to put on a mask. You know what? No. My children are going to develop seeing people smile, seeing people talk and not develop speech impediments. And they're going to be fine. Yeah. 
So no. And and here's the big one. It uh, I am sorry that you don't get to get your rocks off by telling other people what to do, you petty tyrant. But it won't be me. That's it. That's it. No one will be the petty tyrant around here except me. Except me. I want that t-shirt. I want that t-shirt. I will be the petty tyrant, and you will eat my shoes. Everybody will have two left shoes. Yes, you'll have to buy two pairs of shoes and have to throw two of them away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, in other COVID news, COVID came from a lab. Oh, yeah. That 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 darn thing. You know what's so funny? This is the year it just feels like where everyone's like, hey, everything that was said in right-wing media about COVID, it's true. Yeah, it, it was true. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was true, though. Yeah, it was true. Yeah, it did come from a lab. And I know that we kicked a lot of people off Twitter for saying that because it was a debunked conspiracy theory from the right-wing. But, yeah, it does, it does turn out that that was true. It does turn out once we got Fauci out of office, we could look at that uncritically. <laughs> Sorry, critically. I forget. And yeah, it turns out he was a liar and sent a bad email telling us all to lie about and, it. And this is what Yikes. we're talking about today. Yeah, let's. we're going to give the full timeline of this just one more time for hopefully the last time now that we can say effectively, definitively that here's what we can say definitively, that the most likely origin of COVID-19 was the Wuhan lab uh, the Wuhan lab for virology. Christopher, Christopher, I'm having some serious deja vu. Did you have that? Yeah, yeah. Like okay. the <laughs> stuff that we've been saying for the past three years. Yeah. Put another nickel in the Nostra Carl jar. But the <laughs> the here here's the crazy part. Now, what what department was it that came out today and agreed with the FBI that the lab leaks the most likely hypothesis? I feel like it was the Environmental Protection Agency. No, it wasn't the... I've got them on the brain because of East Palin's crap. East Palindrome. I just can't say it. East East Race Car. Um, Anyway, East Palinstein. There it is. Department of Energy. Oh, okay. They know a lot about viruses. Yeah, well, they at least energize me. Did you know that the Department of Energy had an investigative branch? What are my tax dollars doing? I assume every agency has an investigative branch to try and see if there's Fair more enough. ways that they can peel dollars out of my backside. Uh, you know that that Joe Biden's hiring a bunch of new IRS agents again? That's just a little free clip for you. Again, again? Again, again, apparently. Uh, we'll, oh, I have to man. do some further confirming on that, but apparently it's true. Okay, so, so hmm. they came out and confirmed, like, yeah, the FBI seems right. Lab leak is the most compelling evidence. And But here's the crazy part. This was verboten to say 12 months ago. Like, it was a debunked right-wing racist conspiracy theory for you to say that that somebody in a Chinese laboratory released the virus. Now, you ask yourself why. Here's the timeline. China breaks out in Wuhan. Or COVID-19 breaks out in Wuhan. China breaks out in Wuhan. China it's breaks out of Wuhan. <laughs> oh, no. I'm free. Honestly. Give me Beijing. COVID-19 Sorry, is the I'm most done. Chinese thing, though, that's ever happened. Um, is it? It's the most CCP thing that's ever happened. All right, fair. Um, fair. They, so, this disease breaks out in Wuhan. There, it, it breaks out in the city, right down the street. <laughs> With with the lab from the name the wuhan center for virology which was specifically Uh. working on corona style viruses and interspecies transmission we know all this Mm. 
It's the only lab of its kind anywhere in that region of the globe. Hmm. And it just so happens that it breaks out right down the street. And then people are like, oh, well, that seems likely. And then very quickly, you weren't allowed to say that anymore. And here's why. Because the, the what is the NIH, uh, Anthony Fauci's old rag? The, the NIH or the NIAID, whichever one it was. Yeah, I think they work together, honestly. But yeah, regardless, yeah. the NIH was funding the work that was being done at the Wuhan Center for Virology using a cutout called Eco Health Alliance. Yep. So Fauci paid Eco, Eco paid Wuhan. They obviously were conducting, we know they were conducting what most normal human beings would call, uh, would call that thing gain of function gain of function research now th- there's a technical disagreement here between fauci and Rand paul right about what gain of function means fauci means th- says gain of function has a new definition now which means that it has to make you like severely sicker grow a tail whereas Rand paul is using the more classically accepted definition is that you're adding function to the research or to the virus which is why it's called gain of function because it gains functions which would include things Slow like down. the ability to transmit to other other types of creature Mm. okay so he's we know that they were conducting what we classically call gain of function research we know that eco health alliance was helping in part fund that lab whether or not it was that specific research is almost irrelevant and then we also know that that the money for that funding was coming from the nih of which Anthony Fauci was the lead. And we know that the leader of the Eco Health Alliance emailed Dr. Fauci and asked him to put down this myth, this conspiracy theory, that there was a lab leak so that it would cover his butt and cover Fauci's butt. Fauci said it was a racist conspiracy theory and it was totally debunked and guess what it's true because he's covering it up because he lied because he funded research with a dictatorial evil government that ended up covering up the release of a deadly pathogen onto the entire world and now you can say it but uh they put you in twitter jail six months ago so yeah screw you you petty tyrants eat my shoes i hate you so much i hate you i hate you i hate you i hate you we live in Mm. hell (laughs) rough but true yep fair and balanced like fox news all right, two more stories, Hunter. Let's power through. You ready? Oh, man, I got it. Okay. Jamie Reed is a hero. Jamie Reed is a hero. God bless America. Good night. Uh, no, but for That's real. It. <laughs> uh, she wrote an article for the Free Press called, I Thought I Was Saving Trans Kids, Now I'm Blowing the Whistle. I don't have too much to say about this except for go read the article. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and... It just here. Here's the deal. What's happening to kids that are undergoing these surgeries is horrifying because it's children. They do not know what they're doing. They do not understand the scale that they're that the the just the scale of what they're doing to themselves. They have no concept for what's happening, and we are sending them off the cliff 
ruining their futures, ruining their uh, future fertility, their ability to have meaningful uh, relationships with other human beings. We are stealing it all for them in the name of tolerance, in the name of diversity, and in the name of equity. Mm -hmm. And someone on the inside who was not happy with this is finally brave enough to say something about it. You know the kind of backlash that comes along with that when someone says what I just said, and you know the kind of backlash that's coming after this woman. Because of what she said, uh, is it the University of Washington is investigating and looking into these policies because of what it's doing? Mm -hmm. The tide is turning here, and it needs to keep turning. And God bless the free press for getting this information out. And God bless people like Jamie Reed that are willing to say yeah. it. And just to and be clear, Jamie, the more this happens, the better. Jamie Reed is a, has transitioned. Jamie Reed's a trans individual, or she has a trans partner. One uh, trans partner. She has a trans. Partner. That's right. She has a trans partner, and mm -hmm. and she is basically telling the story not about how these services are provided, but how they're pushed and necessitated by the the ideologically possessed staff at these hospitals she tells yep. a horrifying story about a girl calling back the department on the phone and crying screaming i want my breasts back because she was pushed and peddled a bill of goods that was never for sale and mm. she, she talks about how they were prevented and discouraged from tracking detransitions or people that weren't happy with the services they were yep. pushed and provided the ease at yep. which they got psychological approval just go read the article but it is yep. it's tough to read and everybody has to start pushing back against this at go every read, available go, turn go read abigail schreier's uh oh goodness what is her what is her book chris um irreparable damage Ir irreparable damage go watch what is a woman go read jamie reed's article at the free press educate yourself on it when people push you on it don't give an inch don't don't change your story because it's uncomfortable this is this is wrong and this is evil what we're doing to children yeah absolutely it's wrong and it's evil nothing more to say about it uh, i mean you can say more about it i don't mean it like that i'm just saying end of discussion it's evil yep you know? no, i'm good with it mm. uh I think our final story, Hunter, uh, Woody Harrelson is super based. <laughs> Basically called <laughs> Pfizer out for being the biggest drug cartel in the world and buying off the governments yeah. and the media so that they could keep people locked in doors until they kept the, they took the drugs. Hardcore. And then he and then he killed Fire Marshal Ted or Bill <laughs> or whatever Marshall his name Bill is live on, on Saturday Night Live. Uh, it was rough. You should go watch it because it will be the last time that Woody Harrelson's ever on TV or heard of, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, based. Good for him. But but you know what? Like, this is one of the good aspects of the left wing is to warn us about capitalistic overreaches. And they exist. And they're bad. And they're dangerous. You know? And because they all bought into hashtag the science and we're the party of science and we love the science they carried water for these people yeah like as hardcore as they possibly could and who knows what the consequences of that are going to be um, you know we usually say on the anyway. show that the the proper politics to have is a is a healthy balance of progressivism and and conservatism because without progress mm -hmm. you stagnate and die and without conserving you lose the protections that you didn't know were in place that you required yeah. for your for your well-being um but in this case the conservatives have been 
become better at fighting back against the the uh, excesses of a conservative system. So we really don't need you guys at all now. Um, yeah, you're good. In fact, fifty one percent of us think that it's not okay to be leftist. So <laughs> let's. It's true. Let's call it there. Listen, Hunter, if you find yourself on can Saturday I, can Night I, Live. Can I put, oh, yeah. Of can course you can. It's been in? two hours, Hunter. Just go ahead. we got all the time in the world. Well, I forgot about this, but this is such a good thing. Go listen to the witch trials of J.K. Rowling. Oh, good call. Yeah. Um, Megan Phelps Roper. Uh, J.K. Rowling is probably one of the greatest artists of our age. Um, the uh, fact that no. she just... Okay. No. If by... Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but and... I'm just kidding. Go ahead. And I, I honestly, like, the more of her stuff I consume, the more I think that's true. Um, I, I, re- I know she wrote children's books, and I am think she puts so much of these stories in there that it's just great. Um, and I, I shouldn't say the greatest artist, I should really say, like, the greatest writer. Like, I don't think there's a better writer than J.K. Rowling on the scene right now. She's better than Prince Harry. She is better than Prince Harry. That's true. <laughs> um She's better than Stephen King. She's better than probably Neil Gaiman. Um, I say that because I haven't read a lot of his books. She's better than Margaret Atwood. You know, like, she's she's really talented. Um, she writes stuff that's great. I She just wrote this book called The Ichabog, which tells people about what to be afraid of in totalitarian societies. And I think it's the best way you could tell that story to children where they will understand it. Like, and... One thing that makes her fantastic is she does not bow to the mob, no matter its form. And that's what the witch trials of J.K. Rowling are about. So go listen to that. Go hear more about her story. Um, And nobody is doing more to protect women at the cost of their massive reputation than J.K. Rowling. Other than Carl Pulling. Uh, Other than Carl Pulling. Well, we don't have a... We don't have a reputation. Our reputation is driving into like into the other side of the road. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but but we are sacrificing it. To, I mean, mostly for women out there. So that's right. Hey, mostly for you ladies. La- come to the soup ladies. kitchen with me, ladies. You want to come <laughs> serve a bisque with me to a smelly that's man it. who hasn't showered since I don't know before I started paying taxes? Come on, ladies. Come on. <laughs> don't worry. You don't have to worry about a thing because I have been maintaining my my macros and my micros with a selection of products from fnxfit.com that's right you thought you were getting out of here without an nice. ad read never nice. getting out of here without an ad read we gotta make that money okay listen i'm gonna lock you in your house and make you wear a mask and give you until uh, i can inject protein powder directly underneath your eyelids okay my name's anthony fauci and if you have a beagle i'm gonna bite its face off do you understand what i'm talking about <laughs> you're gonna have so many power packed gummies and cbd oil that you're not even gonna you're not gonna know what to do with it all and then you're gonna get yoked you're gonna go to the gym you're gonna do one push-up you're gonna gain 75 pounds of muscle mass because i've been jamming mm. creatine into your ears for the past seven months you understand me mm. <sighs> I want to. I want to make something very clear. Go to carlpoing.com/fnx right now and buy something cheap. Let's say, um, <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci tortured beagles. Get tested. Get tested.